Get ready for an inspiring and life-changing revelations. And now, Dr. Elijah Tinoa. There's nobody like Jesus. Good day, friends. This is Dr. Elijah Chinawa of Silo Ministries presenting Vision Beyond Sight, a program that opens your eyes to discover God, discover your purpose for living, and appreciate the beauty of creation. We have been discussing Destiny series, and we started with Missed Identity about how people live low life because they don't know there was great words attached to their lives. And we went ahead to talk about Traced Identity, how people could migrate from Missed Identity to Traced Identity. We talked about Apostle Paul that asked two critical questions, who are you, Lord, and what would you have me do? And we concluded that there cannot be Destiny Discovery until there is a God Discovery because all of us came from God and until there is a tracing back to God, we cannot identify or discover why we were created. Today, we shall be discussing the school of destiny. When a man has solved the issue of identity, the next thing is the school of destiny. God takes time to train us, prepare us before he launches us out. And that training at times may not be palatable. In fact, in those seasons, some people may even begin to bind all the demons in hell that's, you know, why am I being delayed? Why have my friends left me? Why is am I going through an unpleasant experience. But the Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, that this light affliction cannot be compared with the weight of glory that shall be revealed in us. God takes time to prepare his products before he launches them out. So we shall be considering some Bible characters and you know how God prepared them behind the scene before he brought them out to shake their generation. We as first thing to establish is that in Ephesians 2 verse 8, it says that we are saved by grace through faith. You didn't contribute anything for your salvation. But after being saved, verse 10 said, there is a good work preordained that we should walk in them. There is a good work meant for you. And that good work, God prepares you before he sends you to fulfill that good work. The, the error in our time is that when we talk about ministry, people think about a man standing behind a wooden pulpit and preaching to people. That's just a part of ministry. Some people are called into science and technology ministry. Others are called into educational ministry. Some are called into, into sports ministry. Some are even called into political ministry. For instance, Daniel was not Moses that led people out of Israel. He had a ministry with the kings. In every cabinet in Babylon, Daniel was relevant. God is still raising men that be relevant in sports, relevant in entertainment, relevant in medicine, relevant in engineering. It's not just to be behind the pew, you know, behind the pulpits, talking to people in the pew. So that has to be corrected and uh, and um, properly channeled. Let's consider some men that God, you know, trained and brought them out. First of all was John the Beloved. Revelation chapter 1 verse 10 and 11 tells us about an experience John the Beloved had. Verse 10, it says, I was in the Spirit on the lost day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest write in a book. John, at this point in his ministry, was left alone. Jesus had been glorified. Some of his colleagues, the apostles, had been, had been killed. And John was banished to the island of Patmos on account of the gospel. He wasn't banished there because he committed a crime. His faithfulness drove him there. 
imagine that someone today will begin to murmur. Say, God, after serving you, is it what I'm getting? After serving you, I am delayed. My peers have gotten this and that. But not all delays are from the devil. At times, God will allow your peers to pass over so I can deal with you and prepare you for the next phase of life where they will meet you and need you. But most times, we just consider only now, now, now. John was in the island of Patmos on the account of the gospel. And in verse 10, he said, I was in the spirit in the lost day. He called it the lost day. Many will call it, God has forsaken me. God has abandoned me. I'm in this island. I'm in Patmos alone. John called it, I was in the spirit in the lost day. And something significant happened. In verse 11, God told him, whatever you hear and see on this encounter, write it down. That was how we had the book of Revelation. Without the wilderness of Patmos, we cannot have the book of Revelation. It was not palatable, but John was a man of spirit. He called it the lost day, the lost experience, the lost arrangement and he gave us the book of Revelation. I don't know what you are going through today. Maybe you feel that you've been delayed at a point, you've been separated from friends and, and your peers and it's like you are, not, you are not comfortable. God is working out something. There may be something only you can bring and give to our generation. Remain faithful in your present situation. Having done everything to stand, stand therefore. John was made in the eye Island of Patmos. The second person was Joseph. In Genesis 37, verse 2 to 5, he was 17 years old when he had his dream. A wonderful dream it was, and he was a loyal son. He brought his brother's evil report to his father, but God had a better plan. Jacob loved him so much, but God had a global plan for Joseph. And the only way that plan could be actualized was for him to be sold out from home. His other brothers became envious of him. They sold him to the Ishmaelites. Ishmaelites, from the Ishmaelites' hand, he ended up in Potiphar's house. He remained faithful there. One would have expected that Potiphar's you know, family would be a blessing to him. The next thing, Potiphar's wife tried to lure him to bed and he stood his ground as, as a believer and he ran away and ended in prison. Look at that. He, he did no wrong to be sold out from his father's house. He did no wrong to end up a slave. He did no wrong to end up in servitude. He did no wrong and he ended in prison. But in all of this, God was preparing a future prime minister. While in prison, he interpreted the dream of the butler and Eventually, over time, he was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream and he moved from the prison to become prime minister. But the issue is there, is that why did God have to take him through this route of Jacob's house, Ishmaelite's slave, Potiphar's house, prison? He gave us the answer in Genesis chapter 45, verse 5 to 7. Look at Joseph had understanding. He wasn't seeing his brothers. He was seeing God's orchestration in all of this. Genesis 45, Jacob said from verse 4, he said, and Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourself that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years had a famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall be neither earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save 
your lives by a great deliverance. He did not see his brothers. He did not see Potiphar's wife. He did not see the prisoners. He saw God's hand in all this. God does not waste experiences. No matter who has cheated you, no matter who has done you wrong, instead of fighting back, why don't you hand it over to Jesus? He can turn the ashes of your past to beauty. God is an expert of a making beautiful what has no element of beauty in it. Joseph handed over everything and that slave boy became a prime minister in a slave land because God prepared him. He prepared him as a slave, prepared him in Potiphar's house, prepared him in the prison where he began to interpret dream. When he had dream in his father's house, it's interesting to know he didn't know the meaning of his dream. He just told his dream to his father. He couldn't interpret it. But by the time God passed through this route, by the time he was in prison, he was interpreting dream and was ready to meet the king, was ready to meet Pharaoh. God knows when to bring you out. Don't fight people. Don't get involved in strife and contention. At the appointed time, they were celebrated. The first man that God trained, the first man in the school of destiny was Moses. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 10. Moses was supposedly going to be the deliverer of, of Israel out of Egypt. But he had a problem. In verse 10, and the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son and she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was groomed that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their bodies and he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way. And when he saw there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. This was a man destined to deliver his people, but he had problem with temper. He killed someone. He was a murderer. But God was not willing to use a murderer. Neither was God going to abandon him. God never abandons us. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That you might boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And I won't fear what man will do to me. God sends him on a wilderness experience for 40 years. He was there. You would wonder, 40 wasted years? No. This were 40 years of preparation. And we'll see from scriptures that by the time he came back, he had changed. I don't know how long you've been delayed. I don't know how long that circumstances are tarried, but I perceive that God is going to do a great work. And by the time he brings you out, you will be a trailblazer. You will be a pathfinder. Because that's what happened to Moses. By Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, Moses had come back. Numbers 12, 3 says, Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which was upon the face of the earth. He ran to wilderness a murderer. He returned as the meekest man on earth. Imagine that. God took time to remove the rough edges. He had come back mature, ready for his assignment. There is a great calling ahead of you. But God will use every circumstance of life to prepare you. The only thing you need to do is ensure that every of your experience, you are handing them over to him. Don't just do things your own way. Don't say, I can handle it. You can handle nothing. God knows the beginning from the end and he can work out every situation to fit into your calling. The next person that went through the school of destiny was David. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 13, 34 to 35, he had an encounter. But before then, let's see what happened in 1 Samuel 16, 10 to 11. In 1 Samuel 16, 10 to 11, it was time to appoint a replacement for King Saul who had erred. Verse 11, And Samuel said unto them, I hear all your children. And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto them, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he comes. Imagine that. Where was he? He was in the backside of the desert. 
God made him. The rest, the big, big boys, Eliab, Shama, Abinadab, they were at home with their big muscles. They came out to be anointed. God said, I don't look at outward appearance. There's a man I have prepared behind the scene. Men may not know him, but I know him. At this time, call him. You might not be popular amongst your peers because you are following the path of righteousness, the path of God. God knows when to bring you. When Moses was to build the ark, nobody knew a man they called Bazalel. In Exodus 31, God told Moses, seek out a man called Bazalel, whom I have anointed and given him skill in all crafts. Bazalel, the whole Israel stood still, waiting for Bazalel. They didn't know him before that time, but God had prepared him behind the scene. There may be someone God is preparing for Africa. There may be somebody God is preparing for Europe. There may be somebody God is preparing for North and South America. Somewhere. You might not know the, you are the one, just like Gideon didn't know he was the one. But what I want you to be is to remain faithful in your God pursuits. Remain faithful in your development under God. At the appointed time, he will seek you out and you will be an answer to the prayer of many. The last person we are going to consider today is Apostle Paul. After he encountered Jesus on Damascus, he went three years in Arabia, interacting, getting to know more about God in this school of destiny. God has prepared men in, prepared men in this school of destiny and we are going to briefly, before our time runs out today, consider what does God accomplish in the life of men while they are in the school of separation, school of turbulence, school of delay. Number one, he deals with self. S selfishness is the greatest, greatest killer of revival, greatest killer of growth. Moses went to wilderness and Modra. By the time he came back, self had been dealt with. He came back the meekest man on earth. In Numbers 12, verse, verse 3. The second thing God does, he makes us usable and flexible in his hand of Jesus in Hebrews 5 8 he said even though Jesus was the son of God he lent obedience by the things that he suffered no matter what you are suffering give it to God he will work out something beautiful out of it the next thing as God gives you a reference in him in first John chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 John when he returned from his own encounter he made a very classic statement he said that which was from the beginning first John verse 1 which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hearts have touched it, the word of life. God, John was saying, what I'm preaching to you, I saw it. I, 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 I heard it. I handled it. My reference is direct from the source. God wants to use men whose reference is him. People that have encountered him, not somebody said, but God said to me. Not somebody said, but the Bible said to me. He wants your reference to be him, and he cannot accomplish that until he has drawn you in and tarried with you. God has a big assignment for you. Forget the, the, the present predicament, the present challenge. Give it to Jesus and something beautiful will come out of it. I don't know where you are, but I want to pray for you and I'm asking the Lord that to give you comfort in this season, strengthen your hand. If you do not know Jesus, bow your head because you, you, you can't be led by whom you do not know. As Jesus, I'm a sinner. Save my soul. I believe you died for me and rose my justification. Thank you for my salvation in Jesus' name. We can continue this discussion on my Facebook and Instagram handle, handle at Dr. Elijah Chinawa. My books are online. I believe you'll be richly blessed. God bless you until we meet again in this discussion. I hope you have been blessed. You can connect with Dr. Elijah Chinawa at ElijahChinawaMD at gmail.com. Text 
to 0810-000-1193. Connect on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. Elijah Chinawa and his books at www.sela.co slash m slash Elijah dash Chinawa. You are invited for an evening with Christ every second and third Sunday of the month. Join us again next Saturday, same time, same station, for another episode of Vision Beyond Sight with Dr. Elijah Chinawa.